Your Minnesota Twins stole a game they had no business winning on Thursday against the Chicago White Sox. And now roll into Cleveland, three and a half games up on the second place Guardians, who are three games under 500. We'll break down the pitching matchups and get a feel for how the Twins can make this a successful series against a Guardians team that's even worse offensively than your Twins. Can the Twins take advantage of a compromised Guardians team, sending two unproven pitchers out for the first two games? We'll touch on this and more on today's episode. So sit back, buckle up, and get comfortable because Locked on Twins starts now. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, hey, what do you say? Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And of course, we're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. As a reminder, you can hang out in the comments section on YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, whatever kind of chat you want to do. Also, too, leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening, we'd love you to do that. If you like the show, tell other people. But if you don't, please reach out to me and let me know what I can change. Also, if you have questions you want answered on the second segment of every show, a segment we call the bullpen, feel free to ask on Twitter at LockedOnTwins, at Brandon underscore Warren, hit the DMs, which are open, all of that fun stuff. Also, too, Locked On Twins breathless pre- and post-game minutes just before and after games on YouTube. We're going to be a little more consistent with the post-game ones, but if people watch the pre-game ones, we'll try to make that a routine as well. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. So visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today and get 10% off your first month. Also, two twins play the Guardians on Friday, 6.10 p.m. That's tonight. Bailey Ober against Peyton Battenfield, the first of the two unproven Guardians pitchers the Twins will see in this series. You can catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with Corey and Danny with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. So first little bit of news today, Derek Rodriguez appears to be coming up. His GM, Gavin Kahn, tweeting that it was a well-deserved call-up, and yet there is no corresponding move to this point for what it's worth. Rodriguez has worked as a swingman, 466 ERA with St. Paul, more than a strikeout per inning, 20 in 19.1 innings, 10 walks and a one, two, nine whip. So I suspect he is up to give the twins some length as the twins are a little bit thin in the bullpen. Caleb Thielbar has not worked since Tuesday. And if we look, every other reliever in the bullpen, with the exception of Josh Winder, has worked at least one of the last two days, if not both, both in the case of Emilio Pagan and Hovani Moran. So we'll see with what direction the Twins go here. They may just be able to send out Josh Winder. Now, with that said, though, it will require a 40-man move. Ronnie Henriquez is on a rehab but I think they can probably put him on the 60 just as a procedural paper move to make room because his rehab is probably going to take at least the next 20 days or so, which is is allowable 
under these uh, circumstances. So anyway, Derek Rodriguez meeting the team in Cleveland to give them a little added depth in the bullpen. Um, so no idea if someone's hurt or if it's just going to be some kind of move. Twins stole one on Thursday. It's kind of funny that uh, the winning and losing pitchers are Emilio Pagan and Alex Colome, which puts Twins fans into fits of rage just hearing about it. Um, Twins jump all over Alex Colome and Sammy Peralta in the 12th inning, pushing across five runs, breaking a 2-2 tie, turning it into a 7-2 laugher, and the White Sox tack on one more run, but that's about it. The Twins worked out of some pretty incredible jams in the 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th. So uh, Billy Hamilton added to the roster just before the series was in more ways than one a factor in this one. Um, Pinch runs in the 8th inning and gets to 3rd base, but is stranded by Juwan Duran. Um, Elvis Andrews gets to 2nd with 1 out, 3rd with 2 outs in the ninth, but Billy Hamilton... Pops up a bunt against Jorge Lopez. Also, too, you see the issues with running a guy earlier in the game. And I guess it wasn't that early. It was the eighth inning. But if that um, lineup spot comes back up, you can run into a spot where a guy like Billy Hamilton is suddenly the... I'm going to pull up the box over here to make sure I get this right. Number two hitter in your lineup as a replacement for Andrew Vaughn. Now, I think the game... Turns out differently if Andrew Vaughn plays. I also think it, well, obviously turns out differently if Hanser Alberto doesn't swing at ball four or actually, no, actually doesn't swing at the pitch that hit him uh, for a strikeout against Brock, um, Brock Stewart in the 10th inning as well. Um, so, yeah, Billy Hamilton on third after a wild pitch with nobody out in the 10th. Stewart strikes out three of the final four batters he faces with an intentional walk mixed in. And then Emilio Pagan pitches the 11th, which in my notes says enough said. I think Twins fans, after three dicey innings, were ready to wave the white flag. But alas, the Twins finish it off with Pagan and Hovani Moran pitching the last two innings, only giving up the unearned run via an Eloy Jimenez single to drive in Billy Hamilton. And again, Billy Hamilton rears his head in that inning as well. Um, twins were punchless in the game, five for 42, but only, only, only to be outdone by an absolutely dreadful, dreadful White Sox uh, effort offensively, one for 16 with runners in scoring position. And the only hit was in the 12th inning, when Eloy singled home Billy Hamilton, which again means they were 0 for 16 before that inconsequential run with the White Sox trailing by five. Really like to see how Byron Buxton is swinging it of late up to a 262, 355, 70 slash. Hit a massive home run in the eighth inning to tie the game off Ronaldo Lopez. But two walks. Walks have been a factor. And anytime you see a guy with an almost 100 point differential between his batting average and his on-base percentage, you know he's doing some good things at the plate. Let's uh, let's look at his stats. So I, I found some kind of individual stuff that is pretty interesting. So Buxton walked 8.9% of the time last year. He's up to 12.2% this year. Now, to give you a range or an idea of what's good, I think 10% is kind of where I start really thinking of someone having 
truly great plate discipline. And so Buxton, um, you know, strikeouts per walk is up to two five or down to two five three, much lower than his career rate of four three one. I don't know if I said this, but his walk rate of his career walk rate of rock walk rate, easy for me to say, is six point eight percent against this year, twelve point two percent. He um is walking every 8.2 plate appearances against a career rate of almost 15 chase rate is still up there a little bit, but over the last two seasons, he's seeing four pitches per plate appearance, which is a big leap from earlier in his career. Also to um, hitting it in the air, hitting it hard. Uh, he's, you know, he's really picked up some steam offensively here the last couple of not only seasons, but the last couple of games, which is very, uh, very good to see. Trevor Larnick, again, invisible in yesterday's game. And more concerning yet is that he didn't even enter the game until late. Uh, I believe he pinch hit in the ninth, ends up going 0 for 3 with three strikeouts, has struck out in seven straight plate appearances over the last two games. And his slash line is down to 221, 331, 356, which is virtually identical to the guy he pinch hit for OPS-wise, which was Donovan Solano. So, yeah, I think I'm about ready to swap out Larnick for Kirilov. I think a lot of people are as well, but we'll see how soon the Twins decide to make a move like that, if they do at all. This episode and uh, this next segment brought to you by Rocket Money. And if you're like me, you have a lot of subscriptions to different things, whether you're a cable cutter or you do online banking or any sort of thing. Do you think you have subscriptions that you've probably forgotten about? I think we all do. I think 80% of people statistically have subscriptions they've forgotten about. So odds are you're one of them. It helps you. Uh, it's a personal finance app that helps you find and cancel your unwanted subscriptions, monitor your spending, and help you lower your bills. Over 3 million people have used Rocket Money, saving the average person up to $720 a year. If you could use an extra $720 a year, I'd say this is for you. It will quickly and easily find subscriptions that can be canceled. And if you don't want to pay for it anymore, you just hit cancel. They take care of the rest. So stop throwing away your money. You can cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. One more time rocketmoney.com slash locked on MLB. Again, too, thanks for making Locked on Twins your first listen every day. If you're an everydayer, make sure to hang out with us over the weekend for post-game breathless minutes. And we may try to sneak in an episode over the weekend as well to make sure that we have a progress support of this relatively important early season series with the guardians the twins play the guardians tonight friday night at 6 10 p.m it's bailey ober against peyton battenfield you can catch every pitch of the twins hometown broadcast with sirius xm on the sxm app join Corey and danny if you search twins super easy to do and we uh highly appreciate you doing that for us so we're going to talk to the fans here. Um, this is the bullpen segment. We call the opening segment the opener, the uh, second one the bullpen, and the final the seventh inning stretch. So we're deep into the bullpen here with questions, lots of comments. We love our fans. Without you, there wouldn't be a show. 
Minnesota Lawyer 21, who's a good personal friend from childhood, wants to know how long of a leash does Rocco have with the twins? Memorial Day, 4th of July, All-Star break. Um, honestly, I don't think it's any concern right now. They're in first place. They This is their hand-picked guy. If the twins were to have another series like the uh, – or season, rather, like the last two, I think that's when it comes into focus that something may need to change. But for now – not uh, not a thing. Also, too, if you ever talk to a baseball type, do not ask them how long a leash is. They will go absolutely ballistic. Not that I've asked, but I have seen it. Do not do that. Chase Smith says he'll be shocked if the Twins lose this series. He has so much faith in Sonny Gray and Joe Ryan in games two and three that it's not even funny. If they win tonight, I'm fully expecting a sweep and a five-plus game division lead by Sunday afternoon. That would be great. Twins would head into the off day on Monday before they welcome the San Diego Padres and Chicago Cubs to town. Um, I was mistaken in an earlier show. I thought it was Padres Dodgers. I think Dodgers are on the next home swing a little later in the month. Um, Yeah, let's keep rolling here. Uh, Brandon Walzer says, how is Rocco communicating to his team at a time that players are not playing up to their standard of playing? Uh, Rocco's a pretty chill guy. So I get the sense he's probably just talking them through some stuff and just trying to be as supportive as possible. He's not a fiery guy unless the situation dictates it. And honestly, as frustrated as any of us might be with this offense, fires, fires, not going to fix it. So I would guess he's probably just doing his usual thing. Good friend, Percy Chugs says he feels pretty good. Just had some soup from Kowalski's. No seasonal allergy flare-ups yet. And looking forward to a relaxing weekend. More on point, though. I guess the Twins are playing fine right now, and I'm okay with that as well. Yeah, we'll take that. Boldy Season says Twins have a lot of must-win games coming up in their schedule and slightly worried they won't win them all. Do you think firing Rocco would light a fire under this team? So we've had some fun, though, with a bit of every game being must-win. Um, and, and two, the dynamic of, of if you win one of three in a series in general, you're not going to be pleased. Also two, that team is 10 games under 500 after the series. Also two, they've only gained a game. Like it's, it's amazing how those first two games that swing between the, the White Sox picking up three games versus one in the last one seems a lot more significant than maybe you'd expect. Uh, And that's why when you dig a hole like that, it's just so hard to get out of it. The must-win game bit, though, one of my favorite things, there's a person, there's always at least one person on Twitter saying a game is a must-win game. So we go into this must-win game, Ober and Battenfield should be fun. No, firing Rocco would not light a fire under this team. Our friend Shayla says she feels about as good and bad as she does whenever the Twins play the Guardians. She's prepared for the series to be annoying. What are the odds they let Pagan pitch versus Cleveland with anything less than a 10-run lead? Yeah, um, even the most casual observers of the Twins last year know that uh, the Guardians riddled Pagan over and over and over again. And fear not, he's pitched the last two days, so he'd definitely be down today, uh, down as an unavailable. And who knows, maybe he won't pitch the entire series unless, as noted here, they're up by 10 runs. So, um you know, I'd knock on wood, but the dog might bark, and that would throw this whole thing into a kerfuffle. 
Heather says that having a big inning last night makes her feel better going into the series. Cleveland does not have as much raw talent on their roster as the White Sox, in her opinion. And the starting pitchers matchups are in our favor. So in the Twins' favor. Do you think Miranda or Larnick could be option if they don't turn it around? So we've talked about Larnick. With Miranda, too, um, you can tell he's just kind of pressing in the sense of like the pitches he's swinging at, especially in two strike counts. And we've seen that with even veteran guys that Carlos Correa has struck out on two super outside pitches over the last two days. So it's not, it's not strictly a Jose Miranda thing, but with that said, it's going to be decision time. I would say relatively soon with Kyle Farmer. And I think we all kind of assumed Willie Castro would be the, the corresponding move. But to this point, I'm not sure that that's still the case, especially, too, if they want Farmer to probably just play third base on a regular basis. He can mix and match with Castro, who's been, I'd say, decent. And so we'll see. I'm not positive that they're going to option either of these guys, but if they did, I don't think a lot of people would be really, um, you know, rallying against that. Minnesota Twins Pinions says he's – Feeling gassy, but that's usual because his heartburn spikes when Cleveland's batting average on balls and play magic does. Yeah, that offense has uh, that offense has really struggled this year. We're gonna break that down, but outside of like Jose Ramirez, the rest of the offense has been uh, pretty, pretty bleak. A little bit of Mike Zanino in there too, doing his Joey Gallo impersonation, but other than that, it's um, yeah, it's not too good. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Jacob Tobin says we're only 32 games into the season, but who do you think will be selected as Twins All-Stars? So to this point, I think offensively, Byron Buxton, again, if he's not playing in the field, I'm not sure quite how that would work, but he's swinging it in a way where you could absolutely justify that. And then I think Sonny Gray and or... Pablo Lopez are kind of slam dunks in that respect. Sonny Gray finishing with the top ERA in the AL in April. Not the AL Pitcher of the Month, thanks to Garrett Cole. But, uh, you know, I, I would say Buxton, Gray, and then, you know, maybe Duran if he can keep uh, keep it up. You know, he's had uh, he's been a little shakier of late. We've talked about the whole back end of the bullpen being just ever so slightly off. So, um, with that said, yeah, obviously early, we're still two months clear of, of that, but um, fun to talk about either way. So Deckman, some South Dakota man, wants to know if the offense is going to go to Kirilov to give it a boost at some point. I think I think fairly soon that should be the case. Kirilov did have a tough game the other day with, I think, it was either two or three errors. So he's, um, you know, he's having issues, but I think at the same time, he's been so good offensively that the twins would um, do well to bring him up. Uh, our friend Josh says losing the series to the White Sox is not ideal, but last year's team would have given up in game three, especially once in extras. I mean, I don't know if I'd say given up, but you just didn't feel any sort of mojo with that team. And again, they stole that one yesterday. I don't know that you could say they stole too many games last year. Um, and they've had a couple stolen from them this year. Honestly, the the one loss in the National Series where the Twins are up 2-0 and then kind of frittered away late felt like, uh, you know, pretty um, <laughs> pretty a difficult one. 
<laughs> Twitter user always the Jake, as in Jacob's Field, so mm, might be behind enemy lines here, says, as a lifelong Twins fan, I have serious concerns about their ability to take this series from the Guardians. We must motivate our beloved players with tough love by booing them gently whenever they come to the mound or plate. I think we've got a snake in the grass here, so um, I'm on to you, always the Jake. Let's do a couple more here before we pause. Aaron Wyland says Miranda is becoming unwatchable, might not be long for the everyday lineup with Farmer on the way back, and I tend to agree. I think that's probably going to be the case, if not him getting shipped out altogether. Leslie M. says he's pessimistic, which uh, you know Minnesota sports fans by definition generally are. And then finally, Tanner Anderson wants to know, why is Rocco so bad with his bullpen usage? Can guys not go two innings? First of all, the numbers dictate that relievers are worse in their second inning, which it is what it is. Anytime you see a pitcher more, they get worse. Also, too, like this is just how teams use bullpens now. So you can love or hate it, but it's not strictly a Rocco thing. Watch Terry Francona. He's going to manage his bullpen exactly the same in this series. And it's it's going to either work or not work. But nobody's really questioning Terry Francona, who's been a manager in this league for forever, late 90s, um, all the way through with a, a few little breaks in between. But he's been this, I think he's in his 11th series, this Cleveland or season as Cleveland's manager. And he does things almost identically. So, we need to maybe pull off our blinders a little bit about how much we hate the manager and realize that uh, the rest of the league does things like this as well. Before we head to the seventh inning stretch, I want to talk about BetterHelp. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp, and we're all on a journey of self-discovery. Sometimes we may not even know it, and sometimes we may not even realize it, but it's good to have someone to talk to I've benefited from therapy. I've talked to doctors numerous times. They've pointed out kind of things I've been missing in my everyday life as far as, uh, you know, things going on that I'm not coping with well or handling well. But it's not just about trauma. Sometimes it's just about interpersonal communication. For instance, my wife and me, if if I need help with that, it's um, therapy has been done wonders for that portion of my life. If you're thinking of starting therapy, better help is worth a try. Uh, it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire, and then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time with no added costs. So you can discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash MLB today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash locked on MLB. Talk to somebody. There's no weakness in it. And even if you don't think you need to, uh, you may not regret it. I don't think you will. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB. Okay, we're coming down the home stretch and it's going to be Twins Guardians for the first time this season. These are not the Guardians as you remember them. Now, with that said, the offense has a lot of similarities. Buster Resource has their typical versus right-handed lineup as Quan, Rosario, Ramirez, Naylor, Bell, Jimenez, or Jimenez, Zanino, Brennan, and Straw. So 
by and large, the lineup that we saw most of last season with the addition of Josh Bell, who's been swinging it a little better of late. But in general, this offense has been problematic. A lot of fans wondering who they can replace Ahmed Rosario with at the top of the order. I thought all last year Andres Jimenez should have been hitting second. I never really understood why he wasn't. But now Jimenez is is struggling equally as bad, if not worse. The Guardians over the last week, uh, offensive, well, so they're two and four. Offensively, because they're coming off an off day, by the way, 584 OPS. They're averaging, let's see, it was 21 runs in six games, so a little under three runs per game. Lots of strikeouts. Really only Josh Bell hitting, and even him, with him, it's 211, but with a high on-base percentage. Jose Ramirez has been good, but no power of late, no extra base hits, so eight singles in the last week. Steven Kwan with eight singles, nine hits, and 27 at-bats. Otherwise, everybody else on the team has a sub-700 OPS with guys like Rosario at 339, Zanino at 489, Brendan also 489, Jimenez and Straw both under 600, Naylor under 600. So, again, you know, we've talked about the Twins going into places and facing teams that are on the skids, and, you know, the big issue was did they give life to the White Sox as opposed to doing kind of as we had expected them to. Roster Resource has these rankings offensively for the Guardians. They're 26th in average, 23rd in on-base, 29th in OPS, 27th in home runs, and 30th in home runs hit. By comparison, your Minnesota Twins are 25th in average, 24th in on-base, 19th in OPS, 12th in runs, and 8th in homers. 30th in steals. Neither of these teams really are going to be running the bases, uh, at least not from the get-go or not that. Uh, or sorry, no, no, the Guardians will be. The Guardians run like crazy. They're second in stole, stealing, stolen bases. For some reason, I thought they were second worst, but no, they're second. Um, yeah, you'll see a lot of Miles Straw ripping around. Um, beyond that, you know, Jose Ramirez still has some speed and, uh, so, yeah, it, that'll be one way the Twins will have to neutralize the Guardians. But, again, they're 23rd non-base percentage, so it's not like they're spending the whole game on base either. Um, pitching stats for the Guardians over the last week. Shane Bieber made a couple of pretty solid starts. Cal Quantrill was good in his last start. Tanner Bibby was good in his last start. And even Logan Allen was pretty solid. But beyond that, the bullpen has been a bit shaky. James Karinchak giving up. A big home run in the Yankees series to, I think it was Willie Calhoun. Um, I think Jake Bowers followed with one a little bit after that as well. But in general, decent pitching, 393 ERA, which really just comes back to the fact that they averaged fewer than three runs per game last week. And so there's not much in the way of, of uh, support there for their pitching staff. Pitching matchups in this one, Bailey Ober versus Peyton Battenfield, Sonny Gray against Logan Allen, and Joe Ryan against Cal Quantrill. Let's take a look at Peyton Battenfield, who only has about 17, 18 innings of big league experience all coming this season. Um, really, he's more of a junk baller from the right side, 6'4", 224, so he's a big dude, but not a lot of strikeouts and a lot of walks so far, giving up a bunch of homers. 
But with that said, we've seen a few different guys the Twins have come up against where it's like, okay, they should handle this guy well based on these statistics. Um, it worked worked well with Jordan Lyles, did not work so well the rest of that Royal Series and also to the National Series. So, um, you know, cautious optimism against a guy, a righty, who is, uh, you know, he'll mix and match. He throws a lot of cutters, um, four-seam and cut fastballs. He'll mix in a curve and then a very, very rare changeup. But he's, um, you know, fastballs around the plate, not big velocity, the kind of guy who the Twins and any other offense should have a good crack against. So we'll see if they can break free and uh, put up some runs in this one. Now, with that said, that's the uh, that's a wrap on this edition of Locked On Twins. Thanks for hanging out. Make sure you follow at Locked On Twins at Locked On M I N at Brandon underscore W A R N E. And thanks for making us your first listen every day. Keep an eye on us over the weekend. If you're an everydayer, we're gonna have probably a special bonus show. Who knows? Maybe a crossover. And keep you updated on the progress of this very important early season series. Subscribe, like, give us five-star reviews on whatever platform. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. And thanks again so much. Hang out in the comment section, but we appreciate you listening and or watching. This is Brandon Warren signing off and saying thank you so much for visiting us and have a freaking